0: Hi, this is John Barnes, and you're listening to Cop on.
1: Hello, everybody. A very, very warm welcome. As warm as the breath that is now on the back of Pep Guardiola's neck. And we hope that he flinches. We hope he's creeped out by this red vampire that's still there, its fangs close to his jugular. Um... I'm delighted to be joined by by Nigel, by Abdul and by Brian. Um, absolutely wonderful that you're here, guys. Uh, Nigel, I'm going to start with you uh, because that was a very, very... Um, tough win. We needed to grind it out. There was a banana skin that was very bright and yellow, and we saw it. We picked it up and we chucked it in front of Pep's, you know, slick city bus, and we hope they spin on it. This is before uh, they play Leeds United, if you're listening to the audio version. How are you doing, Nigel? What do you think of that result?
2: Yeah, um, I thought we were... When the team came out, it was a little bit, you know, kind of squeaky bum time, kind of. Um, But We handled it very well. They came out kind of trying to have a go at us the first five, ten minutes all guns blazing trying to break us down because of the changes, I think. Um, But I have to say all four of our defenders and our goalkeeper were absolutely magnificent. Any of them could have been man of the match. They were fabulous absolutely, absolutely fabulous
1: they were indeed they were indeed and we're going to get into the performances soon um luke is here he's just jumped in from from australia um you might have to unmute your mic maybe i can do it remotely uh yeah i can do that remotely how are you doing luke really nice to see you welcome to Carpon. It's, what time is it over there two o'clock or something like that
3: yeah it's about 2 a.m welcome guys i'm just watching the end to the watford burnley game and i've just blame blame Burnley on you know Everton. My oh, God, <laughs> Burnley should have been doing a lot better than they are. <laughs> and I, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of us winning the quintuple. Everyone talks about the quad, but to me, it's about winning the quintuple. <laughs> To see the end, you know, and, and it's pretty easy. Come on, work it out. League Cup, FA Cup, yes, Premier League, yeah, yeah blah blah blah. You all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> How good would it be if Everton got relegated and <laughs> Burnley right now are playing like a bunch of morons? So they're, they're, they're upsetting me anyway. I digress. Hi, guys. Um. Good win today against, against the
1: Maypais. Well, been... Whoa, I lost so... the connection. I think I'm back. I think I'm back. I think it's, I don't know. I was just saying, I, th- I don't want to ask for too much. Uh, you know, the, the gods have been good to us uh, this season. And uh, to ask for Everton to go down, it would be, you know, if karma exists, then surely something bad will happen. Uh, but uh, I don't know, maybe... Uh, Maybe not. We won't, we won't go down thinking that those those negative ways. I mean, Luke, it was a great result today. Were you bricking it for those last 10 minutes or was it
3: okay? It, you know, I was nervous. I think we're all nervous. Let's let's be honest. I don't think any Liverpool fan was thinking we're going to cruise through this. I was nervous. But at the same time, and, you know, it, this this is the thing. Our, our defense is so solid now that you can be nervous yet at the same time be fairly confident that we'll hold the opposition out so there's this sort of uh, what's the word I'm looking for this 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 contradiction of thinking you know because some of us are so um we, we, we're, we're so, used to not being so solid that we always think the worst but at the same time we're actually so good now that there's this feeling of calm that should come across us but it's hard to feel like that because of our our conditioning if that makes sense it,
1: it makes perfect sense. It's absolutely brilliantly well said. Uh, Brian's nodding in agreement there. Brian, were you, you know, have you been conditioned by the many years of of, of uh, relative failure compared to these glory years, or did you just look at the magnificence of Virgil and all was calm in your brain?
0: Yeah. You know what? I I hear what Luke's saying and I totally understand. And, uh, but I think that's where we've, we've moved on as a team. Um, In recent years, um, you know, in years gone by, that game we probably would have walked away with one-one more times than not. Because what would happen usually is with each particular sitter or really good chance that we missed, a nervousness would come into our game, and uh, it just didn't come today. We just kept our kept our cool. We we played.
1: <laughs>
0: Excellent
1: stuff! Nigel's running away Get for the in. audio podcast. He's going. He's going to shout. He's running down the road. He's probably taking all kind of clothes off. Excellent now I, stuff.
0: Now I realise what's going on. Yeah, fairly <laughs> everything. Sorry, to I just got a bit okay.
3: excited.
0: No, it's,
1: <laughs> that's all
3: right. You
0: go for it. Go for it.
1: <laughs> but,
4: uh,
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I. I uh, I think we're scary right now, and I think City must be—they must be breaking themselves because this team are not showing any nerves. They're not blinking. they are they meeting every challenge so professionally, and uh, Jesus, man, we're—we're we're, we're like six games away from immortality, <laughs> and, and looking like and looking like we've got a good chance of it as well. So now I—I I actually wasn't nervous. Uh, I mean, I—you always—I'm nervous every game. Because I don't care who we're playing against, we still have to go and um, win the game. Um, but uh, uh, no, they, the the boys were just so solid, and, and uh, they didn't look like they were going to throw it away at any stage today. I thought absolutely
1: brilliant. No, I mean they didn't, Abdul, did they? I mean I don't know. There there was a there was a solidity there. Time was ticking, you know, old lady time was sort of hobbled around for the last ten minutes. But uh, I wasn't really in doubt. I wasn't that much in doubt um in fact i didn't even doubt when i saw that when i saw the team sheet i mean milner I, I had to read it about three or four times that that was actually milner's name on the starting lineup but i didn't doubt him how did you feel when you saw the lineup you know with gomez with with milly there what what did you make of it abdul
4: uh yeah I was I was hoping that there would be more, to be honest. Uh, I think the schedule over the last few weeks has been very, very hectic. And um, any kind of opportunity that we have to rest players, I, I was looking forward to Klopp taking uh, 100% full advantage of that. So I was happy to see Milner in there. I was happy to see Gomez in there. Um, and yeah, I was happy to see Salah get a bit of a rest as well, because uh, he just wants to play every single game. Um, But, yeah, I I think the result probably proved and also possibly the nerves towards the end from some fans, not yourselves, uh, that it was the right amount of rotation. I think anything more, and it might have made the match a bit dangerous. I thought Andy Robertson was absolutely just glorious. Um, I think he's playing possibly the best football of his career so far. Um, With this last few fixtures, like uh, Brian was saying, we're six matches away from immortality. I think he's taken. He's gone into another gear, basically. So, if we had played Costas, it might have been a bit risky today. Uh, yeah, I was glad to, glad to see Henderson put in a really fine performance at six with Fabinho getting a bit of a rest today. And uh, I thought Jota as well was a bit of an unsung hero today. Um, I thought he did really, really well without getting a goal, which is surprising because it's usually the other way around. He gets the goal without doing so much other work. But yeah. Uh, I was glad to see Milner in there. I thought he had a fantastic performance. Um, great tackle in the build-up to our goal. Uh, so, yeah, re- really really good showing from the squad in general again.
1: Yeah, it was absolutely beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. Um, the uh, uh, Yeah, Milner, I mean, the man's a machine. Uh, oh, no, hang on, hang on. N- Nigel, you need to unmute your mic there and tell us what's going on. What's going on? Hang on. To Ch- um, Engel Luke's previous sentiments, Barnley have scored again. No way! It's yeah. two one, <laughs> unbelievable. Yes, it's God. jelly and ice cream time. Minutes.
0: Jelly and ice cream for everybody. With four minutes to go, <laughs> and the what God was that word, Luke? Yeah,
1: quintuple. That's uh, <laughs> the quintuple, Luke. It's on. It's on. Absolutely it's wonderful. On. It's on. <laughs> Absolutely superb. Um, so yeah, Milner. I mean, you know, while Everton, uh, you know going down as we speak. This is all all joyous stuff. Um, James Milner was absolutely magnificent. I mean, they call him El Burro, the donkey, or El Burro Magnifico, or El Burrito Delicioso, the delicious burrito. Um, because uh, he had 48 passes in the match with a 86% passing accuracy, four key passes, the most in the match, um, four tackles, Uh, four duels won and he was just brilliant Um, uh, Brian, I mean James Milner um, I've listened to podcasts and they've written them off there was one podcast I listened to and they said I hope he never plays for us again after his last performance, they can all off because I freaking what a love the of guy. <laughs>
0: Which podcast exactly? That? <laughs> Tell me. I'm
1: not going to name and shame, but it was one. Yeah, yeah. Like, name
0: and shame, please. No, I
1: can't. I can't. I mean, it's just you know. Otherwise, they had some pretty good analysis. It was the Anfield was... rap.
0: Tell a truth, wasn't it?
1: No, no, no. no it wasn't those, those good old lads at the Anfield rap. It was someone else. It was but it was, was. I was.
0: He talks, he talks absolute shite sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: no. <laughs> wow. Jimmy was immense. Was absolutely <laughs> immense.
1: Yeah, he was yeah. immense. He was immense. What, what did you make of it, Brian? What did you make of James' yeah. Milner? Were you keeping a close eye on him, Brian?
0: I was, man. I was. Yeah. I mean, what can you say about that performance? What can you say about that guy? He's just unbelievable. He, he just keeps proving us all wrong um, every game. I, I was looking at him thinking I'd never want him to leave the club, ever. <laughs> <laughs> like even when he decides to finish playing, which I don't think it will be this season, I don't think it'll be next season. I think he'll have another season next year. He's he's every year he comes back to pre-season training, and he's the fittest guy in the in the squad. It's nuts, and and that's what I like about our team at the moment, and I like about um, our club is that we've got a squad full of top top players. You've got James Milner not on the bench. Sometimes he's not even on the bench. He's he's just in the squad, and that's the kind of players that we can call upon now when we're chasing after four different, um, titles, um, he was magnificent and he's so he always puts a tackle in every game. I haven't seen a single James Milner game where he hasn't let somebody know what time it was. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm surprised him and John Joe didn't get into it. Uh, I, I was expecting that at some stage in the game, but, uh, no, he, he was just magnificent and his tackle to, to set up the goal. Yeah, it was just, it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant.
1: It, it, it wasn't a foul, was it, Nigel? No way in, uh, you know, even in, in uh, Mike Riley's wildest, uh, delightful, you know, dreams, weird dreams, uh, that is never uh, a, a foul. It was just a brilliant no. tackle. And then, you know, nabby Lad, nabby Lad, what a finish, what a performance by nabby Lad as well.
2: Fantastic. He was great. He was absolutely brilliant. Back to the tackle for a second. Clearly got the ball with his studs before the Newcastle guy actually kicked him more than he kicked the Newcastle guy. Exactly. Um, the guy, the, the, the lady who was on BT, I, the amount of people giving out about her during the game was incredible. She was what all she over the place. Just the way she was going on, everything seemed to be anti-Liverpool. Okay. Um, oh, this could reasonably be a free. And they were showing the face-on angle where you don't see Milner kicking the ball with his studs where you don't actually see the little flick of the ball with the studs and the guy falling through in the back with his, with his back leg coming through in on Milner's mm-hmm, tie. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was, she was poor. The, and, and, and the guy, Fletch, doing the commentary, God, he was awful. But oh, um, yeah,
1: uh-huh.
2: back to that again. Naby was outstanding, I thought. I thought he was really good. I said on okay. the group earlier on that uh, I thought we could have had six or seven guys who got man- who got man in the match. We had a quick chat before, and I said, all the back four, magnificent. We were under pressure the first five minutes, ten minutes and the ball came down the wing i think it was to sant maximum and he kind of uh, Matip got in close to him and stuck the leg out and clipped the ball away from him and that kind of set the tone for the whole game i thought joe mattip was magnificent joe gomez joe, joe gomez was out of this world fantastic you know people saying Trent is the best right back in the world and he can't defend. Well, Joe, Ma- Joe, Joe Gomez might be the defend- best defensive right back in the world then, if Trent is the best attacking right back in the world. Joe Gomez was absolutely fabulous. Never put a foot wrong all day. Put in some half decent crosses as well, mind you. Um, Naby was brilliant. Nabby was brilliant. Nabby yeah, was I- just. It, it's like the game against Manchester United again, the first game, the 5 0 at Old Trafford. Um, they just couldn't handle it. They just couldn't. He just overran them all day. He just ran past them and, and just. They weren't able for him.
1: It's particularly joyful, isn't it, Luke, to see Nabby Lad? You know, he's fitter. He looks fitter than he's ever been. He's been working on his upper body strength. He looks like, you know, unstoppable, you know? Look, what do you reckon?
3: Na- Nabby Lad was brilliant, but there's something that hasn't been mentioned. Uh-huh. And that was that the Macam was man of the match, in my opinion, against the Geordies. And <laughs> uh-huh. the skipper was. Fucking unbelievable. He it, it, he was on he was a man on a mission, in my opinion. Jordan Henderson and for all the 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 crappy cops from certain elements of Liverpool fans, and we won't we we perhaps shouldn't even call them Liverpool fans because they don't obviously watch what he does. But against Newcastle United, Jordan Henderson was supreme. And it should have come as no surprise that it was the Mackham and a Sunderland born and bred guy rose to the occasion against Newcastle United. And a shout-out to him because Jordan was amazing. Totally. Yeah, well said. And, and, and yes, Naby Lad. He if he stays fit and it's it's the inverted commas if he stays fit, isn't it? If he stays fit, he is brilliant, and he seems to be getting better. but we can't forget the old guard, Jimmy Milner, Jordan Henderson, like Milner was fantastic, but Henderson, he just shut it all down, and he his distribution when he has the ball is just fantastic. And he he doesn't get the credit from some people that he should get because he was man of the match in my opinion. So there we go.
1: It's a great answer, and it's it's uh, it's a very good point. I mean, in, especially in the first half, I was looking at passing accuracy from the first half. He had ninety five point nine percent passing accuracy, Tiago esque, in the first half in that six. He and he was, you know, he was he was uh, controlling the match, controlling the tempo in the in the way that he does and. He, he was you're absolutely right he ended the match with ninety one point seven percent passing accuracy but I think that's because he was taking a few more risks in that second half with one touch passing and trying to get uh play slightly longer balls to get uh you know get get the our attackers free um absolutely i mean there are so many performances we can talk about but what i want to go through moments of the match just to see. Uh, you know, because you see what, what 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 we can talk about what comes out of the different moments. Because I've got a hell of a lot of notes because it was a good match, I thought. Um, but uh, yeah, in the first half, um, you know, we we uh, the first thing was uh, when Alisson had a, had a heavy touch in after one minute and forty three seconds, Abdul, and then Manny slipped and it led to a bouncing John Joe Shelby shot that was fortunately. Straight into Allison's arms, and then Virgil had a long ball that was a bit too long in the third minute. But then, the moment that that uh, set the tone for the rest of the match was on three minutes and ten seconds, when Alan San Maxima, who we've seen this season rip it up uh, <laughs> against Gomez, and Gomez—I mean, you know—he had him had him for breakfast. Uh, he was he he didn't you know he didn't even chew. He just swallowed him right down, um, and you're right. I mean, I think you mentioned Gomez before. You were praising the defense, but that that matchup of Gomez versus Alan San Maxima. Um, I mean, Gomez was 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 terrific. Abdul, was that? I mean, you know, there's uh, are we are we getting like a fresh Joe Gomez for the last few games? Is that can that be a big deal for us, Abdul?
4: I think um, this season. There's been a lot of talk about Joe Gomez, talking about he needs to maybe leave the club, find somewhere else so that he can get um, first team minutes um, at centre-back. There's been criticism when he's played at right-back sometimes, because obviously there's a difference to the kind of performances that he can put in compared to Trent. I mean, Trent is the best right-back in the world, um, and Joe Joe Gomez isn't that. So um, there's been a lot of talk around Joe Gomez. But yeah, I think the last few games, the last few performances that he's put in, he's been incredibly assured. Um, defensively, but also on the ball as well. He's really showed his full range of qualities. I think he's a magnificent footballer in every regard. He he has a great cross on him. Uh I don't think there's any kind of real weakness in him going forward. Just maybe he isn't quite so used to going forward as Trent is. And Again, Trent is the best right back in the world, so it's not really fair to kind of hold Joe Gomez to that standard. Um, there's been a lot of talk from certain fans about we need to potentially bring in a backup right back in a similar kind of vein to what we did with Kostas Simicast coming in and providing a real um, quality and depth at right back. And I think these performances from Joe Gomez have rightly, I think, quietened down that cho- that chat. I think Joe is a fantastic player for our squad. He's a great human being and uh, I hope he stays at Liverpool for a very, very long time.
1: Excellent stuff. Nigel's trying to show something. Yes. 2-1 is the final score. 2-1 at Watford. Uh, Jack Court got the equaliser and Brownhill with the winner. And sh- presumably Brown Hills are the kind of things that w- will be appearing under Everton bottoms, Brian, because it looks like they're going down.
0: Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Um... A couple of weeks ago, I was like, you know, I hope they stay up. I enjoy the comedy of that fixture and uh, the derby, but after their massive shite-housery in the last game, the, the anti-turgid football that they played, and the fact that it's Frank, and I just think his career just took him a nosedive. The minimum he told uh, Jurgen, beautiful club, to fuck off on on the on the on the touchline. Karma's a bitch. <laughs> and it's all going tits up now, you know, because I think everything will be the biggest club ever to go down, and it, I can't see them getting much out of the fixtures that they've got um, coming up, right? And look with Burnley, unbelievable what uh, what they're doing there. Um, so yeah. They go down it's uh, i'll celebrate i'll get i'll crack open the jelly i'll open up the really good ice cream and uh <laughs> and i'll have a massive bowl <laughs> and then i'll follow them with uh with glee in uh in the championship and that would be fun two games I'm... a week getting kicked getting kicked up and down the country <laughs> awesome
1: I mean, they haven't won a trophy since 1995. I mean, it looks like the, the championship trophy might be their, their best hope or maybe maybe even the League One trophy. Uh, in a, a few years, once they once they drop <laughs> down. But, uh, no, that's uh, absolutely super. We've got a few comments coming in. Um, Johnny uh, Retro says Milner was excellent. And you're absolutely right, Johnny. Gary Richards took, said Naby Lad was fire. Uh, Hendo was brilliant. And the Ribena man was great as well. It was a really good performance today. It was really, really good. Um, yeah, so, I mean, going through the notes, I mean, we're only on... Uh, you know, th- after three minutes and fifty seconds, uh, Jota made a lovely run up the line, and it was a free kick, but no booking. Um, I thought it could have been a booking that one, uh, but uh, Jota then, you know, he had he had good position for a second ball just forty seconds later from, from uh, you know the second ball after it was our corner. Dan Dan Burn sort of half headed it. Um, you know, but straight to Jota. He chested it down and had that little snapshot that was over. He was very lively without scoring. He ended up with an assist today, but he had five shots, which is the most on their team. Four of them on target, Nigel. Um, Diogo Jota, as, as Abdul has already said, he was he was low key. He he had a very decent game today. He was uh, he was all over the
2: place and causing them headaches. Yeah, Jota's been playing it's hard to know what him sometimes he he's he'd been scoring a few goals but not playing particularly well he just pop up and score a goal and that's all he do well that's it's great don't mind him doing that but he was very involved today i thought i thought he had, he had a good game um we just need to be more clinical. i thought i thought diaz was amazing as well today he, he just he was terrorizing them guys down the wing he just uh, like i was thinking about it earlier on and I, I i thought this guy's like a rubber ball he's just he's down he's up he's down he's up he's down he's up he's all over the place He's bouncing off everything. He's all over the place. Like he's just a fantastic player. Absolutely,
1: he is all over the place. But I mean, you know, presumably he's not—he's not in your first choice front three, though, Nigel, is he? Because the the new front three—Diaz, Me, and Salah. I, uh, uh, Diaz is not in my front three, or I'm sorry, sorry. Front no, sorry, sorry. You were talking about Diaz. Sorry, but I, yeah, I, sorry, yeah. Excuse me. I, 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 yeah, but but you know, what is your front three basically?
2: My front three at the moment would have to be. Probably Salah, Mane, and Diaz. Yes, I think at the moment. I think just because basically you can't leave Salah out. Sadio Mane has looked like he'd been playing on the left on since he since he played his first game and scored on his debut against Arsenal in that four three win a few years ago. He'd been playing kind of on the left hand side up to month month and a half ago, and he's gone inside and has looked absolutely fantastic. He's done really really well for us. He's scored some goals. He's put on some assists. Um, been great. I have to I say think- he
1: yeah, I mean, I believe it's nine goals and two assists in 11 games as a number nine.
2: Uh, yep. Which he doesn't is, deserve uh, to be dropped. He doesn't deserve just to D- be dropped. DS just gives us that that complete, uh, well, for want of a better word, X-Factor. Yeah. He's just completely, nobody knows what he's going to do. Yeah. And it just, when he's running at people, like, they look absolutely scared out of their minds. He's just, drop the shoulder, drop on the shoulder either way and hold on possession. Keeping the ball, going back, winning the ball, all the time. So at the moment, we're we're in a good place. We
1: are absolutely stacked. We're stacked like the shelves of ASDA uh, on a Sunday morning. Um, Luke, the the the. When I mentioned, I noticed when I mentioned the the, the front three, the new front three, if you like, of of Manny uh, Diaz and and Salah. I've noticed you smiled. You broke into a smile there, Luke, because these guys are just. Terrific, aren't they? With Jotter as well. I mean, um, in terms of attacking options, we we are loaded, fully
3: loaded. I'm, I'm, I'm smiling now as we think about it. And look, I, I, I think it gets down to a um, horses for courses sort of scenario that we're so stacked that it doesn't really matter who we select as our front three. Um. You know, and can I pose the question to all of you? Would you be upset if 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 Divy was chosen in the front three? I don't think anyone would be upset. Yet he's he's he, he's on the outer, isn't he? He's like this Johnny come lately that comes in and scores a couple of goals when it matters. But you know, his record is absolutely superb. And when you look at Luis Diaz, Bobby Firmino, Mohamed Salah, Sadio Mane, it, it, the quality is so damn good that it, 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 it really shouldn't concern people who starts up front for Liverpool because you can almost guarantee whoever does will get the job done.
1: Absolutely right. Absolutely right. I mean, it's it, only one goal today. And that's uh, that's unusual, Abdul, with, uh, with uh, you know, not only the amount of shots we had today, but if you put it in the context of the season where we're averaging three goals per match, which is, you know, something that's, that's under the radar, I think, of a lot of people, where just how many we're scoring is completely nuts. Um, was there a little bit of, you know, were you a little bit disappointed sometimes, Abdul, with the finishing or just, you know, whatever. We got the three points and, uh, you know, move on to the next one. Next time we'll, we'll bag a couple more. No,
4: nah, absolutely. It was, uh, it, it contributed to the nerves, I would say, um, towards the end. You did feel like we needed a second goal or even a third just to be completely comfortable, make some early subs get some players off, get some get some rest for rotation purposes. But yeah, I think ultimately, I don't mind how it goes in. The most important thing about today was getting the three points so that we could sit back right now like we are, put on the Leeds v City match, and let them feel the nerves for the next two hours. Um, looking at the Premier League table, Leeds are now 17th. They are just above the drop zone after that Burnley win. And they actually need a result right now, which means hopefully... They're going to bring their A game today. They really cannot afford a loss, I don't think. So, um, yeah, really, really hoping that these Leeds players are really ready to give it to Pep's team.
1: Hopefully, yeah. I mean, as we're recording this, it's, uh, you know, 25 25 minutes to go. We've got got a few more... um... A few more comments coming in we've got 25 minutes to kick off for for for, for man city uh, against leeds i do think they'll smash leeds to be honest johnny says everton are going down in the chat there you go um and uh, what's for dinner says i thought owen would be more waitrose in my choice of supermarket and i said no 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 i'm a man of the people uh genie's in the chat hello Jeannie. uh it just uh, very succinctly uh put going down, going down. Maybe I should sing it. Going down, 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 going down. And it does look that way, uh, which is very exciting. But Leeds United, it does matter. Um, their matches matter because uh, after today, very difficult for them. they got Arsenal away. They've got Chelsea at home. they got Brighton at home. And Brentford away. Uh, Brentford seemed like the t- kind of team to me that would be on the beach early because they've got nothing to play for. So hopefully that would help them and Brighton will help them. But three points today would be great. Brian, do you give them a hope in hell? I don't give them a hope in any of the circles of Dante's hell in getting a- even a point today, Brian. I don't know. Are you hopeful?
0: I don't know. I mean, I've always felt that um, when, if, when City fuck up, it'll be a game that we're not expecting. You always like you always look at the fixture list and go, oh, that's the one they're going to go, and it's the one that you don't expect. It's just like it's a team that have nothing to play for suddenly turn up like Barcelona, um, or you know when Barcelona used to be good, um, and uh, turn up like Liverpool, should we say, and uh, play them off the park. But I don't know. I'm I'm starting to kind of smell, you know city shitting themselves from the last a couple of uh days weeks so that the, the with their um injuries they're mounting up and uh their back lines looked more and more shaky um the, the game against real madrid whilst it was very entertaining it was an absolute car wreck of a show uh for for the defenders right it was um uh, and, you know, I don't know if you guys seen Pep's uh, interview yesterday, but he, he um, even even the fact that Klopp signed the new extension, I just felt like it was irritating him. You know, it's like everything is going our way right now and City are really feeling it. Like they're in a game, in a proper game in the Champions League. Um, they're... Um, you know they haven't. He hasn't rotated his team. I don't know about you guys, but I get the impression he just puts out his. He's been putting out his strongest team for for yeah. for the longest time. You know, whereas has, we really yeah. have been resting legs and rotating heavily. So I think that's where we have the advantage now. We have a better squad. They're they're in much better condition. Um, and uh, Leeds is my old man. Blessum's uh team. So he'll be uh, if we need a miracle. Uh, it's going to come from Leeds, and, uh, and what's uh, what's the guy's name? The manager, uh, Ted Lasso. Lasso. Ted yeah. Lasso. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to play. He's going to put the kickball in the net,
3: and we're
4: all going to have a great time.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Leeds have just um,
4: potentially got a bit of an injury in the in the warm up. I think Stuart oh Dallas. So, yeah, oh,
1: oh, one of their best players. Okay, yeah, so it started yeah, already. The disappointment. Uh... Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks for the update. Uh, I'm sure lots of people who are listening to the audio version of this already know, uh, the 11 0 scoreline to Man City, and that's pretty much what I'm expecting. But uh, thanks for the updates. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, Divok, you just uh, because Luke mentioned him before? Was uh, you know, he's he's uh, the Premier League, he's got three goals in 107 minutes. Would you believe? Uh, and in the he had uh, one goal and one assist in 187 Champions League minutes. So that's uh, one goal contribution per match. If you want to extrapolate it into a match, and in the FA Cup, he's played 83 minutes and it has got one assist. I mean, he's an absolute genius, uh, DRock, And as the as the sixth choice. Um, you, we could not ask for any any more. Uh, but going back to the match today uh, in the first half, you know, different things um, that that stuck out to me. Uh, uh, there was the second good tackle by Milner after five minutes, um, you know, and but then there was. Um, the f- that was a moment when there was a great tackle by Milner. It broke to Joe Linter, but he was offside. And that was something I wanted to mention, Nigel, was how brilliant, you know, even though Joe Gomez came into the, you know, he's not usually in the back four. The offside line today was was brilliant. It was so well
2: organised. Yeah. And I'd uh, just like to say again, uh, the, the commentators, uh, the way they go on. Oh, what a chance this is. Uh this that oh and the no, other. Oh no, were and they then, doing that? They, oh good. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they, and then then the flag goes up. Oh, it, the flag is up. It, it, these late flags are causing absolute havoc. I've been expecting somebody to get seriously injured uh through one of these things, the flag not going up, and the lad going the lad going running on and colliding with the goalkeeper or something like that, and putting the guy out for months on end because of these late flags not going up. Because half the time they, the, the, the the linesmen or whoever or the referees don't have a clue what they're doing. I'd just like to have a little comment there on uh, what all Liverpool fans should do if Everton do get relegated. Uh, ring your local radio station and put in a request and ask for Down Down by Status Quo, which happens to <laughs> which happens to be one of my favourite songs, by the way. <laughs> Status Quo is only number one, 1975. Well, there you go. Excellent
1: stuff. We've got great fo- footy chat and sort of... You know, rock and roll history on, on, on Cop On Podcast today. This is great. It's blowing my mind. There's a there's another song. I think it's just called Going Down, and it's a it's a blues song from the
2: 1970s. Yes, you played it. Well. Somebody played it. You played it the other
1: night? I, I shared it on the WhatsApp group. Yes. yes. And it was, yes. uh, you know, just because yes. I found it. So, you know, request what yes. you like. Uh, What's for oh. dinner says, uh, you know, the only thing uh, with Everton... Uh, You know, my concern – sorry, I'm showing the wrong comment on screen. My concern about Everton being relegated is the jobs at the new stadium. That's true. And possible jobs at Goodison and fan shops. Tourism to the city would go down. I agree, apart from tourism to the city, because who wants to come and see Everton, really? Uh, Not many people, surely. Surely, Luke. Um, But, uh, you know, going back to the game, Just thinking uh, of
3: Bramley Moore, Doc. I mean, come on, guys. Really – (laughs) <laughs> it, it it it's it's going to be the biggest white elephant that's ever existed in football surely
1: you would think so yeah i mean i don't know there was a there was a stadium built in the czech republic i know because i used to live there called strahov stadium built for the olympics uh, on top of a hill in prague one of the five hills or maybe six or seven hills. I can't remember. And um, beautiful, massive 80,000 seat or standing stadium. And it was never used until ACDC played there. And I went to watch them back in 2001 and it was brilliant. I mean, I'm digressing a little bit, but that was a great uh, day out. I went there with my brother and uh, there were more mullets per square meter than, you know, the, you know, Uh They and Nigel showing his his beautiful locks here as well. I love them, you know the mullet. They're all kinds. There was like a sort of waterfall, the Kentucky waterfall, as they call it.
3: And you need uh, to come to Australia. Oh
1: man, are you telling me? Oh yeah, maybe if you're talking
3: my... AC/DC and mullets, you need to come to Australia. Oh,
2: <laughs> we nice. are the kings.
1: <laughs> I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. Absolutely. Look up a guy Thank actually
2: you. on just just to tell you. If you want to see a really great mullet, look up a guy called Ryan Pappenhausen, who plays oh, for Melbourne Pappy. Storm. Pappy, best mullet of all time.
3: He's is, is, is the best.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's, that's high praise. I'm going to do it right now. Ryan Pappenhausen. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm asking auntie Google right now. Uh, oh, my word. Look at him. Yeah. He's an Australian professional rugby league footballer who plays a, as a fullback for the Melbourne Storm. And my word, he's got, is that the name of his haircut as well? The Melbourne Storm? Absolutely magnificent. Um, Wow. Uh, anyway, sorry. Yeah, we're supposed to be talking about football Um, in that first half. I mean. There was, you know, various things happened before the goal. There was a great cross by Joe Gomez. It was good defending by Kraft. And then Manny was offside anyway, so that doesn't count as a as a chance. VVD had, uh, Virgil had a few long balls that were just slightly overhit. Um, you know, Gomez, I noticed his position was very high, which was good. You know, we were very much taking up the Trent Winger position and uh, you know, Alison had a long ball that he chased, and uh, you know, he thought about doing a Cruyff turn again but uh, decided against it. Um, and then the goal, the goal, Luke, Kate, a wonderful finish after M- M- Millie wins it back. The actual goal, the way he rolled it under his foot and smashed it right between. <laughs> The Newcastle players. I mean, I know it's late in Australia, but were you sort of leaping out of
3: your chair? And It's it's a, uh, it's a quarter past two in the morning and I'm still here and I'm still alive. But what gets <laughs> me with that goal and the passage of play, as good as the finish from Nabulad was, uh, a few people have mentioned it. It, it was Millie's tackle. That... When you when you when you rewind the play, it was that tackle from James Milner that gained us possession and allowed us to go forward and get that goal. And that sums up James Milner. He is a team player, and people like him are so valuable to our squad. People like Jordan Henderson. You know, I'm a big, and I'm going to rave on about it till the cows come home. I'm a massive fan of players that aren't the most flashy guys, but they go out there, they lace up the boots, and they play for their team. And James Milner and Jordan Henderson are two of those fellas that do that. And without those sort of footballers, we ain't going to win nothing. We're not going to win a thing without them.
1: You're absolutely right. I 100% agree with you. Absolutely wonderful. And if you listen to John Barnes and the great players from the great teams in our past, they will also wax lyrical about the importance of players like Steve McMahon and uh, Ronnie Whelan and, and these kind of players who, yes, give their all for the team.
2: Nigel Spackman, Sammy Lee. Mm, precisely, Those precisely. Ian Callahan.
1: We got we got a lot of them uh we yeah, got a lot of absolutely. them in our in in our glorious history yes well 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 said nigel well said um after the goal what's great is that after the goal uh newcastle didn't didn't look like scoring at all i mean i'm just looking at the rest of my notes did they have a single chance i mean in the first half but uh no, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of Liverpool. They had no, they had no chances, uh, basically. Um, and it, now, Abdullah, a quite, quite brilliant stat that I heard. um it's this season, we've been 1-0 up in 42 games. And we've won 38 of those 42 games uh, after going 1-0 up. Um, what's the secret in, in, in keeping sides at bay, in 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 your opinion, is it is it like, you know, just the fact that we press them all over the pitch, they can't get on the ball. I mean, what what are the key factors, or what some one of the key factors, or some of the things that just mean we're so damn hard to to, to come back, you know, against in in a match.
4: I think if we all turn our minds back to when Klopp came in in the first few years. We we had a lot of chaos around our teams. We had big, high-scoring matches where we weren't necessarily keeping clean sheets. And then, obviously, we made the signing of Van Dijk. And I think that was a bit of a turning point for our defensive. And also, Andy Robertson as well, has got to be said. Um, a change in the mentality of the way that we defend situations. Um, and I think it's pretty much that. I think the defence is the bedrock of our team. They The centre-backs, I feel like they touch the ball more than any other players. Um, and the kind of a surety that we get from Matip and Van Dijk um, in terms of our ball rotation, so moving the ball around, and then also in defensive situations, I feel like it's kind of a it kills the opposition menta- mentally. I mean, if you're watching Joel Matip making a casual forty-yard vertical dash upright past your entire midfield like a couple of times per match, if you're watching Van Dijk ping in a seventy-yard ball diagonally straight onto the feet of Mo Salah if you're watching Andy Robertson just making lung-bursting runs 90 minutes every single match if you're watching Trent play like Kevin De Bruyne at his prime which he still is in like from right back it must be soul-destroying as as a opposition player to just watch such great footballers and then think well I have to put a goal past these guys so I think there's maturity that's come from our play over the last few years and I think that it, it comes from the quality of the individuals that we have and then the quality of the play that we play together as a team. And then, yeah, on top of that, probably Fabinho, Henderson, Milner, the kind of example that they set in midfield. It's just, it's just all a mentality block thing, I think. So, yeah, I think that's probably why we don't concede so much Yeah, when we get into a winning position.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, Be- brilliant, Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Um, In terms of the tackles, I mean, Nabi Keita had three tackles. Joe Gomez had three tackles. Millie had four, as I said before, which is the most in the team. Robbo had one. Joel Matip had one. Virgil had none, as usual, uh, because he didn't have to. Um, uh, And uh, interceptions. Uh, Joe Gomez leads the list with three interceptions. Uh, Along with Andy Robbo, who also had three. Uh, In terms of clearances, Joel Matip had four. Virgil had three. And then there's loads of players with one clearance. So, you know, whenever Newcastle did approach our goal, we just got it away with the the minimum of fuss, whoever was there. Um, And, uh, yeah, it's just the way... The way we control matches is 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 excellent. I mean, I counted eleven passes at one point. You know, we're so patient when we when we go one up, eleven passes, and then we want to throw Diaz, want to throw, and then from that throw, we had another eleven passes, which led to a free kick in shooting range, and Hendo, Brian, absolutely, what's the word? Shanked it. Uh, you know, um, it was like a. It was quite funny, Brian, wasn't it? Trent had a good old laugh at it, and then Ibu looked at Trent like, uh, well, you know, you would have missed two, as someone said on Twitter. But that was, uh, that was um, I don't know, one of the worst free kicks of the season. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great. And uh, and Trent's uh, reaction to it was hilarious. <laughs> it was afterwards when he was looking in the camera. I mean, but hey. You know, when when we got that um, when we got that free kick, I immediately thought, "Well, this is a goal. This is in this is in Trent, perfect Trent territory." And then I realized, "Oh shit, he's not on, he's not on the pitch." Yeah. Then I thought, well, "Who's going to take it?" Um, and I, I literally didn't know who was going to take it. And then when um, when uh, the captain stood up, you know, stepped up, then whatever. I mean, it's okay. He, he's allowed that. I um, wasn't expecting to go in, but it was pretty. It was pretty crap, though. To be fair, <laughs> but we don't have a backup. I don't know who who takes it. Who takes the free kicks? If uh, I'm surprised, Robbo doesn't have more shots.
1: Well, I'm surprised uh, Virgil doesn't because he used to take him for Celtic and uh, oh, you know, okay. he scored a couple of goals. But he, but it's it's important to know that you know the. I think it's very it's very good to know that the best free kick takers of all times, you know, all, all of this has been measured, and I believe it was Juninho Paulista from from Lyon who was the best fr- free kick taker, and he averaged, I think, twelve out of a hundred, you know, twelve percent as the best free t- free kick taker ever. So yeah. you know, like it's like with a corner. Um, apparently, from corners, you score from two out of a hundred. So it's worth, I mean, since learning these stats, it's worth bearing in mind when, when you get a corner. It's like, well, there's a 98% chance that this is going nowhere, this attack, but, uh, you know, the crowd will still roar and you never know And when you've got Eboo in your team. You Although we've know.
0: scored more more goals from corners this season than any other team in the league, I believe.
1: Yes, we have. So, I mean, I,
0: I always expect us to cause trouble from corners. Absolutely. Um, but yeah.
1: Absolutely, and speaking of causing trouble, Joe Linton was being a bit of a dick um, all game, wasn't he, Nigel? I don't know. What did you make of Newcastle and Joe Linton and how they played?
2: Well, I, I think it's it's part of their, their kind of their makeup. After they got a good run going to um, to kind of put themselves around and get themselves in people's faces, like it, it's basically what our lads do as well. I mean, Andy Robbo can be really, uh, you know, he can be uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ugh.
4: Um, tempestuous. Oh, good.
2: Well, way. yeah, not yeah, yeah, but uh, like tempestuous towards the other team, we'll say. Narky. And I'll throw in snarky, narky, narky. 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 snarky. I take Narky. narky
1: I take Narky.
2: And, and and Millie, no. Millie has been Narky his whole life. I think you know he, he <laughs> he's not he's not afraid to throw in a tackle and he's not afraid to stand up to people either. You know what I mean? He's it's it, it's leaders in a team. It's what you need. And Newcastle got themselves out of the position, the predicament that they were in. And that's why guys like um, that guy that was diving against Everton last week, like looking like he was trying to dig holes rather than trying to stand up and stand up for his teammates and, and face on to people instead of trying to dig holes with his nose. <laughs> he's to,
1: exactly. He's trying to
2: dig up what, uh, you know, I
1: don't know, what Frank Lampard buried last week um, with his hind legs. Uh, yes uh absolutely is a good answer yeah i mean they are just trying their best aren't they um luke the picture's gone dark i don't know if that's because it's now the night the night time in australia uh but uh i don't know are you still with us luke are you well, i'm here okay great excellent stuff so i mean nothing else happened in the in the first half um there was uh something i can show you on the screen uh just our heat maps from the first half because um, you know, it's just quite nice to have a little look at this, just for, for the, uh, you know, just for the crack, for the people who are watching on YouTube. If you're not watching on YouTube, I'll try and um, explain. the The top heat map is Newcastle, their entire team, where they just have a sort of splodge around about their their uh, uh, left. No, yeah, their left midfield area. Um, that's that where everything was, was concentrated for them, where they basically tried to whack it along to Alan San Maxima. That was
2: their... Oh, and your mic was, is down.
1: Oh, uh, I don't know. Can you hear me now? Oh, Is yeah, it better?
2: I can hear you. flower, I thought.
3: I can hear you, but I can't see a picture because I'm such a newbie that I have no idea what I'm doing. Oh, okay. Well, that's okay. Well, that's Luke, we can day. see you I, uh, at the moment. And you don't have any clothes on, it seems. <laughs> uh, I am entirely naked, and believe me, you would be turned on if you saw me right now. <laughs> Do you have an OnlyFans? fans <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: well, yeah. well, well, we'll there talk go, right? later. <laughs> okay?
3: we, we, we'll talk later, okay? Yes. Okay. <laughs>
1: Uh, what's within it says, Luke, sink, sink in another castle main. Very good. Yeah, there you go. A castle main triple X, maybe. Um, excellent stuff. Oh, I mean, oh, I was...
3: no, don't, 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 please, sorry. Don't insult me with that Queensland beer. That is so horrible. Anyway.
1: Okay. okay. What is your tipple, by the way, Luke? What What's your?
3: Uh, my tipple is actually a German beer by the name of Ertinger. Pilsner. Oh.
1: Very nice. Which
3: is all natural. Uh, I don't drink Australian beer because it's usually full of chemicals. But anyway, I digress. Australian beer is actually quite horrible. Even though we have a reputation for drinking beer, it's full of nasty stuff. Anyway
1: no 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 this is this is important to know i mean that's that's one thing that i, I never liked I, I stopped drinking about three years ago because i drank far too much and uh, i don't regret i don't regret stopping although i had a great time while i did it i stopped because i wasn't very good at it anymore which is exactly which is a quote from billy Connolly, and that's uh that's kind of how i felt i was just like no good at being drunk anymore so i stopped and um but when i did drink i recommend for all the drinkers out there check beer if you ever Go to Prague um, and you have like a a fresh Czech beer. It used to cost 28 pence for a pint and it was damn good. But anyway, we are digressing.
3: Well, you are absolutely correct. If you're in doubt, drink Czech beer or German beer or anything brewed to the German purity law because what you're actually drinking is. Proper beer, excellent, excellent. There are no chemicals. There's nothing like put into it that will make you feel crook, as we would say in Australia, crook, sick. Absolutely, absolutely. You can't go wrong. Anyway, we've 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 digressed. What were we? What were we actually talking about? I I was I was trying to I was trying to to show you some.
1: splodges yeah on the on the on the screen here and basically the little splodge to the left of newcastle's midfield which is where they knocked it long to alan saint maximum oh that and,
3: green stuff and
1: the green stuff here is is liverpool's blood <laughs> which is all over the field in the first do, half Because we... you know what i
3: think alan saint maximum i think it, it can please can anyone jump in and say when I think of and St. Maximum, I think of Benny Hill music.
1: <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> He's sort of on fast forward. And yes, no, I know what you mean. I love the guy, though. I love watching him play. But uh, no, I mean, basically, in a nutshell, we dominated that first half. And then in the second half, um, it was pretty good. We were, ca- we were counter pressing a lot. You know, I was counting the amount of passes that Newcastle were able to make, and they were able to make zero and then 2 and then 0 and then 4 and then 0 and then 2 etc cetera, etc cetera, because they just couldn't Keep the ball. And, look. that's what I wanted to ask you about is just the, the quality in general, because this has been going on for a long time now, of our counter-pressing. Whenever the opposition gets a ball, gets any ball, any opposition gets any kind of possession against us, we're so good at shutting them down and killing them straight away. How impressed are you with our well, counter-pressing game?
3: Well, I mentioned, I mentioned earlier that I, I am so impressed with the way Jordan Henderson plays the game and I think he does not get the credit that he should get because if we're talking defensive midfielders, it, it, it's always fab and Fabinho is fantastic. We all know that. We all acknowledge that, don't we? So that that's not even coming into the equation about acknowledging people that shut down opposition attacks. But when Fabinho's not there and Jordan Henderson is the man, Jordan Henderson is freaking great. And he showed today, and I've, I've, I'm i sure I mentioned it, and I should have, and we all should have actually realised that a Mackham playing against the Toon would have been man of the match. But I, I think that fact was lost on us. And for the whole game, Jordan Henderson was amazing. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and and his ability to cut the opposition out, his ability to ping a pass when it was needed. He, he's just a great footballer, is Jordan. Excellent. And he doesn't get the credit he deserves. And he should get that Fucking goddamn credit that he deserves as a brilliant footballer.
1: I could not agree more. Um, we're going to give it to him here on Cop on Podcast. Nigel, you're pointing to the screen. You're trying to get my attention. What's going on, Nigel? Don't forget to unmute your mic.
2: Uh, sorry, I thought I saw Abdul celebrating there for a minute. I was wondering, I thought Leeds were after scoring a goal.
4: Nah, so there was a slip uh, on a counter attack from a City defender, oh. Rodrigo Moreno through, pretty much one on one the entire half of the pitch. And then, yeah, he just doesn't have the pace. The city defense gets back, and he puts in a shot, but it was a weak shot. But it was a real chance for Leeds. It really could have been. It really could have been. But City is yeah, very fast here. Absolutely. I mean, it let's, could have been.
1: Let's, uh, I mean, I think I. I don't know. I don't know. If, uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up again so that we can we can actually watch this match and put ourselves through uh, another City win, perhaps. But. Uh, but you know, I because I, you know, I've got all these notes on the second half of that. We, I just you know, we don't need to go into. Let me just you know take a moment to remind you of Mo Salah's first touch was which was a 70 meter pass uh, to to uh, Diaz which is absolutely phenomenal and also Naby Cater's sublime little controlled pass down the right wing as well so just a couple of things from the second half and just how good we were Fabinho all over the place when he came on breaking everything up uh, and just well done to the reds uh, so just one final question Brian what chance would you give us what percentage chance would you give us of winning the quadruple at this stage. I ask you every week. I wonder if it's sneaking up and up.
0: One get at a time. Just on to the next game. <laughs> yeah, Champions League semis. Let's do that. Get it in the bag. Dodging and, the uh, question.
1: I like. Yeah, it. Okay. No, yeah, no,
0: I'm not. Uh, I'm very superstitious. <laughs> okay. Uh, so okay. I just uh, yeah. let's 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 take it a game at a time. Um, but I'm I'm very I'm as confident as you possibly could be. At this stage, you know, with the exception of like City technically being slightly ahead of us in um, in the league, if they get if they get their wins, everything else, we're just doing we're doing what we need to do. We're saying what we need to say. The managers signed a new contract. The players are playing amazing. Everybody's fit. And um, everybody everybody's talking about this team like it's the best team that's ever played the game. So if they could do this. How good would it be? Uh, and I don't know if you guys, any of you guys, read. I read a, uh, a quote supposedly from Jurgen earlier on the week, and, pe- and he said, uh, "People think that winning the Premiership was my best achievement, but my best achievement was making Man United fans support Man City," <laughs> <laughs> I <guess. laughs> which I thought was absolutely quality. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I'm Excellent just enjoying it, enjoying the ride at the moment.
1: Excellent stuff, and of course we haven't, um, you know, even mentioned Abdul the fact that Jurgen signed a new deal. <laughs> My good goodness gracious, um, yeah. Abdul, what do you, what do you reckon to, to to that? I mean, give us your thoughts. I mean, the, uh, at the end of the season, Klopp's on, on for another couple of years. The quadruple is still on. Just talk about whatever you want. If I can distract you from the Man City Leeds game for a moment.
4: So yeah, I mean, um, it did feel like it was coming to an end too soon. The the whole twenty twenty four contract. I think everybody in the back of their mind was starting to get a bit edgy, thinking, "Surely not! Like, surely you can't just leave in 2024." Like, but yeah, very, very glad that Ulla told Klopp that you need to stay, and uh now we've got a chant for her, so very, very happy. And <laughs> yeah, just the feeling around the club just cannot be beaten right now. um Without the trophies, in fact. So even even if we don't win the quadruple, I think. It will still be a very successful season, and people should look back on what we've achieved so far with pride. Hopefully, we do have the silverware to back it up. But um, yeah, just a- an amazing time to be a Liverpool fan. Like, literally, all the way top down. Like, the owners, I feel, don't get the respect that they deserve, but very happy with them. The stadium, where we're, re- we're re- rebuilding certain stands each summer as it goes. So, that's in that's a good position. The fans, they're all happy uh apart from you know a couple of idiots on social media but the majority of us are very very happy we've got the best squad that we've ever had in our history period we've got the best players we ever had in our history period in my opinion and um yeah i think the manager's there as well the coaching staff is there the academy is producing great talents like there's literally not one red dot on our sheet so what a time to be alive
1: beautiful answer absolutely brilliant um yeah, Nigel, it's all it's all positive, isn't it? It's all really good, no matter what happens yeah, in the f- from here on
2: in. Um, as someone, I'm not sure the rest of you are old enough. Me and Luke are sorry, Luke. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the, the rest of us, uh, me and Luke, would have seen Kenny Douglas, soon Souness, Alan Hansen. I'm not sure any of the, any of the rest of you is, uh, would have. Um, I remember Alan
1: Hansen. I, rem- I, 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 I was born in 1980, so just missed uh, the yeah. the glory of Kenny and. In-
2: yeah, well, I was I was born in nineteen seventy two, so I saw Kenny basically from about nineteen eighty up to about nineteen eighty seven, eighty eight, um, in his absolute prime. Still my favourite player, still the best player I've ever seen. Um, Hansen is probably the best centre back I've ever seen. Sooness is the best midfield player I've ever seen. From a Liverpool point of view anyway. Um mm-hmm. these guys could write themselves into immortality if they can do what we think they might. It's an incredible setup. Um like, we have these flags on the cop with Shankly, Paisley, Fagan, Doug Leash, Rafa, Gerard Ullier. And Klopp deserves to be up there every bit as much for what he's done for this club in a short period of time and what he's won. Even on the basis of what he's won in a short period. So, all is good. Mm-hmm.
1: It's unbelievable, isn't it? It's unbelievable. Um and Luke, thank you again for joining us for your for your for, for your cop on debut. And you can have the final word, just basically how you're feeling in this this run-in. You can go wherever you like with it. Just uh talk to us about uh, that.
3: Uh, look, I'll be honest. Um I'm sure you probably won't have me on here again. <laughs> oh, you're welcome anytime, <laughs> but, but, Luke. It's been my pleasure. Seriously, what, what Nigel just said, um you know, my 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 childhood hero is Craig Johnston. And I was brought up on that nineteen eighties era that Nigel just mentioned. And Nigel is absolutely spot on when he says that we never thought we'd see that that success again, that era, that level of greatness and it was a level of greatness that that when you know about it just you can't possibly think it could be replicated but here we are in 2022 it's being replicated and maybe not just being replicated but being being exceeded we could perhaps be going past the greatness of Joe Fagan in 1984, and that treble, we could actually possibly be better than that, and that that is amazing. As an Australian that grew up, you know, with 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 all of this legendary Liverpool players from the 1980s, and believe me, you know, my 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 family kept telling me about all of this greatness so it was drilled into me but I never got to see it and I still haven't got to see it now because I'm 12,000 miles away but witnessing it on television seeing it feeling it it's something I it's it's tangible it's 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 something you can't put into words and I'm sure everyone hearing me And and listening to what I'm saying understands exactly how I feel when I say that this football club means so much to so many people. And this year could be the greatest year in our football club's history.
1: Brilliant, brilliantly said. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much, Luke. Thanks so much for coming on. And and uh, yeah, I mean, even if it doesn't happen this year, because Abdul had his you know head in his hands there, so I imagine. And I've just seen Man City have gone one nil up. But even if it doesn't happen this year, we can win a quadruple every other year for the next three, four years because Kloppo's not going anywhere. So thank you very much uh, for for joining us, everybody. Thank you, Abdul. Thank you, Nigel. And thank you, Luke. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you to everybody who's watching on on YouTube, and thank you to everybody who is um who is listening. You know to 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 the worldwide uh, cop on uh, audio um feed do tell your friends about it send us an email if you if you want to get in touch copon at gmail.com uh yeah i mean these are these are exciting times these are heady days we're still on pep's heels for the league where no team has ever been uh in it, it, in you know on course or in with a shout even of a quadruple at this stage so i mean we're we're breaking new ground and uh, it's 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 pretty pretty rosy where we are isn't it so thank you to everybody you'll never walk alone take care and uh, we'll speak soon thank you